Praise God. Hallelujah. It's your neighborhood preacher. I am so glad to be alive, to still be serving the Lord. Um, <laughs> it is a privilege to serve God. It is a miracle if you are walking in faith today. I just want to honor you, my brothers, my sisters, my family. Uh, I appreciate you joining me. I appreciate uh, you keeping your faith. Listen, the Bible says that there is great reward in keeping your faith. I'm going to tell you right now, um, this generation is definitely um, a fast food generation. I've said it many times before, and I'll say it again. Uh, a lot of times, walking with God, uh, it would appear that if we don't hear what we want to hear, uh, if if we don't um, get what we want to get from the minister or from church, and we don't uh, get it necessarily as fast as we want it, then uh, we move along. Uh, we we're we're not really satisfied, uh, and that's because uh, a lot of believers I I've, I've been there before. We're in a place where um, we need to be fed, but I appreciate you, and I really. Thank God that uh, that you've joined me tonight. That you're willing to invest into your spiritual life, and you're willing to uh, invest in the kingdom of God to maybe hear one word that uh, God might uh, use uh, in me and through me to inspire you. So I really appreciate uh, you tuning in. Listen, I hope you had a great Fourth of July, uh, Independence Day, and, and you know a lot of times when uh, I think of. Uh, you know, independence and, and how, you know, as 13 colonies and we broke away from uh, the British uh, uh, government and, and, and we became independent and things like that. Um, a lot of times that, that really stirs up my spirit and reminds me how much um, we're still independent, even from God. Uh, you know, no matter how independent we are as a country or as a person, just remember that um, we're nothing without God. We can do nothing without the Lord. And, um, and being a man that's lived um, a lot of my life uh, where I've been in control and where I've been doing uh, my own thing, uh, I, I'm here to tell you that, that we're nothing without God. And as long as we're being independent and becoming our own God, we're going to suffer. So listen, God bless you. Um, tonight, uh, as I remind you about 4th of July, I'll tell you this. Um, we, we talk a lot about freedom, but I, I think a lot of times we also uh, fail to recognize that um, not only freedom um, cost uh, the lives of men and women who served the country, uh, our country, and fought for our freedom, but when it comes to walking with God, um, a lot of times we'll hear many wonderful sermons that uh, we're free in Christ. But one thing as, as, a, as a teacher before you in whatever kind of way that you believe, uh, I, I do want to share this with you. I truly believe that no matter how free we are in Christ, um, we, are f we are free not to live for ourselves. We are free to lose our life in Christ. To be a disciple is not just to be free in Christ, 
but it's truly to lay down your life. And the cost of discipleship, Jesus reminds us constantly that, that it's no longer you who live, no longer I who live, but it's him who lives in us. And as long as we have that war where it's a little bit of me and a little bit of him, we're never really truly going to be uh, thriving. We're never truly going to be satisfied. Um, I just think a lot of times, uh, whether whether it's from the pulpit or whether it's from uh, somewhere out in the world, and we we learn how we have such a freedom in Christ, um, I really believe that we can't miss the balance, the flip side of that, which we owe our entire life to Jesus Christ. And I believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And as we've been discussing, uh, the three persons, uh, the Trinity, and the three parts of God, God the Father, God the Son, and now we're moving in, into God the Holy Spirit, I truly believe that once Christ sets us free from the punishment of sin, see, we weren't here and we weren't given a life so that we could just have our own agenda, so that we could, um, you know, traveling and, and doing all the wonderful things that this world has to offer is great, but that's not why we're here. We're here so that we can come to the knowledge of God and so that we could spread the gospel and so that we could be delivered um, from our sin. And I just really, really believe that if somebody comes and he wipes out my payment and I was deserving of death, then my entire life has to be devoted to him because I was on my way to hell. I was on my way uh, to eternal damnation. And God, through his son, delivered me and delivered you, not that we would live for ourselves, but that we would live for him. So as we've been learning about Jesus revealing that he's the son of God, that he was equal to God, but he didn't count himself equal. He honored the father. Jesus, we learn many times through the scripture said, me and my father are one. My father is in me and I am in my father. As we get to move along here tonight, um, Jesus is preparing to die. He's preparing to be crucified. And how many of you guys know that if you were to die tomorrow, the words that you would speak tonight would be very important? How many of you know that if you were on your deathbed and they gave you a week, that the things that you would be speaking if you were on your deathbed and you had seven days left, three days left, the things that you would be speaking would be very important. What's so powerful here in the book of John, in chapter 14, verses 15 through 18, and if you'll invest in your spiritual life tonight, just stay with me. I think we're going to see something that's really, really, really important to Jesus. See, Jesus is getting prepared to leave the earth. But before he leaves the earth, you know, I know we go through things in life and I know we have struggles, but there's no struggle like what Jesus is about to encounter. Jesus is about to encounter not only something riveting, life-changing, but it, it's going to be 
his own death. Jesus is not only preparing his spirit, but his apostles and his disciples. He's preparing them with something so important. And the, before he leaves the earth, before he encounters his death to be murdered, he has something very, very important to say. How you doing, Taylor? Your bets? Yvette, my wife, everybody, I just want to say what's up to you. I love you. God bless you. Jesus is about to reveal something so important. Please hang in there with me and let's see what Jesus is about to reveal. Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 15, he says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. He's called the Spirit of truth. You see, when Jesus was on the earth, he was the helper. Jesus was physically there helping his apostles and his disciples. Jesus says, if you keep my commandments, if you love me, you'll keep my word. He says, I will pray to the Father for another helper. He's going to leave the earth. He's going to ascend to the right hand of the Father. And before he goes, he's saying something so important. It's important right now to me and to you. He says, I'm going to pray for another helper that he may abide with you forever. Those are pretty simple words, but pretty life-changing and powerful. He says he's the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Listen, tonight, my friends, my brothers, my sisters, Jesus is revealing the most important thing before he leaves and he is murdered on that cross. He reveals another helper that will abide with us forever. The world cannot receive the Holy Spirit unless you are born again. It is a miracle if you are even able to draw near to God tonight. It is a miracle working of the power and the Spirit of God if you're able to even keep your faith tonight. I know the storms can get pretty crazy. I know the winds can blow and I know the rain can beat on the house. But if you are able to call upon the name of the Lord tonight... It is the miracle working power of the Holy Spirit in your life and there ain't nothing that God cannot do. So I want you to know Jesus is saying, look it, I'm leaving, but I have set in place and I will pray for the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth to abide with you forever. And listen, the world cannot receive him. The world does not know him, but he says, you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you, I will not leave you orphans. Listen, that's a word for me tonight. That's a word for you tonight. I know that we could be going through hell right now. I know sometimes our mind shifts on us. I know circumstance shift on us. I know that life can get pretty crazy. But what I want to tell you tonight is that we have the Holy Spirit. And what I want to teach you tonight 
is that the Holy Spirit is one with Jesus Christ. Every time that me and you dwell in sin, partake of the world, I want you to know we're taking the Holy Spirit and we're dragging him through it all. I want you to know that every time you go in and you lock the door and you partake of something that you shouldn't, every time that you listen to something you shouldn't, watch something that you shouldn't, every time that you cast away your faith and you embrace yourself instead of embracing God, we're taking Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, with us through it all. Jesus said, I want to give you another helper. My brothers and sisters, you're not alone. You're not powerless. You're not without hope. You're not by yourself fighting and beating the wind and not gaining any triumphs, any victories. The Holy Spirit of God lives and dwells in you. And Jesus is saying, I am going to leave the helper that he might abide with you forever. If we look at John 14, verse 25, precious Jesus says this, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world do I give. He says, let not your heart be troubled. My brothers and sisters, why so many times is your heart troubled? Do you know why? Because you fail to remember that the Holy Spirit lives and dwells inside of you. Jesus is ready to go to the cross. And the most important thing that he's teaching and releasing is the fact that I was your helper, but I'm going to send another helper. This helper, his name is the Holy Spirit. And just because you've heard him in church doesn't mean you know him. And just because you heard that he lives inside of you doesn't mean you have a relationship with him. The Holy Spirit is whom the Father will send in the name of Jesus, and he will teach you all things. Do you think that the storm or the problem or the process or what you're facing is not an opportunity for God to teach you something, to show you something, to reveal his strength in the midst of it all? Walking with God, we can't do this alone. We need the power of of the Holy Spirit. But my friends, I've talked with a lot of believers and they don't mimic, they don't bear fruit, they don't really truly believe in this great power of the Spirit of God. They've heard it. They know it's real. They kind of understand it, but they don't really have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I'm no longer physically going to be with you but I will live in you. If that doesn't change 
our life. I don't know what will. The Spirit of God could have dwelled in any temple made out of gold and diamonds and rubies. The Spirit of God could have dwelled in any place in the world. But the Spirit of God dwells and lives and is housed in the body of the believer. How much longer does Jesus need to remind us? How much longer was he with his disciples saying, how long do I have to be with you? How much longer is it going to take before we understand that the power of the Holy Spirit is living and dwelling inside of us? If the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is living in me, why do I struggle so much? Why do I cast away my faith so much? Why do I only see the circumstance and what I can do and what I can accomplish? Why do I not see what the Spirit of God can do unless somebody spoon-feeds me the power of the Spirit? It's because I have not believed in the Spirit of God that dwells in me. I don't have a relationship with the Spirit of God. I don't allow the Spirit of God to teach me all things and remind me of things to come. In John chapter 14, verse 25 and on, it says that he will send the Holy Spirit and he will teach us all things and he will, he will bring to our remembrance all things that he said. Listen, the Bible, the word of God is eternal. It's not by our works that any man should boast. It's not by how, how awesome we are that we can accomplish what God has for our life. It's not by any way we could obtain this on our own strength, on our own accomplishments, on our own power or wisdom. It's by the spirit of the living God and he dwells in you. If you believe in Jesus Christ, if you've accepted that Jesus has died and paid for your sins on that cross, then he's not hanging on that cross like you would see in a lot of churches. Jesus has risen. And after he rose, he sent the Holy Spirit to live and dwell inside of you. My friends, here's a question. My question is this. Where are you taking the Holy Spirit? What atmospheres, what places are you taking the Spirit, the precious Spirit of God? God is holy. We're not perfect. But we need to become holy as God is holy. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, Thank you, my brother. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm no longer addicted. I no longer need alcohol. I no longer need weed. I no, I no longer need to entertain the things of the flesh. And it's not because I was hypnotized. And it's not because I went to counseling. And it wasn't because I got on medication. It was because of the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit used to speak to the prophets. 
Moses and the men of God. But now the Holy Spirit lives and dwells inside of the believer. But do you believe that? Do you know that? Jesus is ready to go to the cross and he's saying, I'm giving you the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit that will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said. He will guide and lead you into all truth and he will abide with you forever. We have so much to learn about the Holy Spirit. And as we journey through the Bible, if you would just hang tight with me through these next sessions, if you would just open up the scriptures with me, if you would allow me to speak into your life, please, I'm pleading with you, just know that the Holy Spirit was given so that we could be bold, so we could say no to sin, so we could stand for God, so that we could be a witness of Christ, so that we could turn from darkness, so that we could go out and save others and bring them into eternal life, so that we would be different, revolutionizing, we would be changed that we would be revitalized, we would be energized, we would be powerful, not in our own strength, not in our own might, but in His. There's nothing we can do by going to church every Sunday and every Wednesday if you're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, if you would just embrace the power of the Holy Spirit, but so many don't want to because then you have to be responsible to do something with it. We've been responsible for everything else. We've been, in, we've been responsible by barely being able to look at our phone because we're so drunk and get the Uber on the phone so we can make it back to our kids. We've been so responsible to be high and drunk and, and addicted out of our mind, but we still get to wing it. So, we, so we, we create a little balance and we're still going to work and we're still not dropping the ball and we're still getting it done and we're still making things look good and we're winging life, but that takes a lot of responsibility. When are we going to take responsibility that we house, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit the living God. And until we acknowledge that, until we embrace that, until we tell him to set us on fire, we're lukewarm. We're filling a chair. We're hearing another sermon. We're getting fat with the word and we're not doing anything with it. We're not. You know why? Because we don't truly believe and the fruit of being a true believer is being bold for the gospel. It's making it first. It's denying yourself, picking up your cross, and following after Christ. You know what that road looks like? It's got none of me and your plans on it. It's got none of mine and your pit stops on it. It's got nothing on it that has to do with us but the road following Christ has to do with him and it's narrow and the Bible says that few are on it am I on it are you when we go to sleep tonight and we rise up again because he's put breath in our lungs is it really going to matter what we accomplish for ourselves? it's not Life is a frivolous waste of time if you're pursuing it for yourself. 
Because no matter what, you cannot fulfill the portion and the place that God has set apart inside of you for himself. You'll only be happy until you start speaking the gospel. You'll only be happy when you get beside yourself so much and you believe without a shadow of a doubt that you know that he's alive and he's living and he dwells in you. And therefore, strongholds will break. Problems will fade away. You will be an overcomer. It will not overcome you. You will rise and you will not fall. You will run and you will not be weary. You will overcome. You are above and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail. He is more than your refuge. He is the one that you call in time of trouble and he will not bring you to shame. But me and you, bring ourselves to shame because we don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is truly about to give up his life. He's truly about to lay his life down and he says, guess what? Peace I leave with you not as the world gives. Let not your hearts be troubled. He says, I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And look at John chapter 15, verse 26. But when the Helper comes, you know that the Holy Spirit's already here. When the Helper comes, whom I shall send from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, He, here's another characteristic of the Holy Spirit, He. There's no He and a She and a He in the Trinity. God the Father, He. God the Son, a male. And God the Holy Spirit, a male. Or or the characteristic. He, the Bible says, will testify of me. If you have the Holy Spirit in your life, the first fruit of being born again is being able to testify of Christ. I don't care who you are. So many believers today still have a problem, they call it, I'm shy. There was nothing shy about Jesus Christ laying his life down, being spat on, beaten, a crown of reeds hammered in his head, nails through his hands and feet. There was nothing shy about that. If you truly say that you've come to believe in Christ, there would be no shadow of a doubt if you're a true convert that you would be a witness to Jesus Christ. He didn't say you have to be a preacher. He didn't say you have to be an evangelist. He didn't say any of that. He said your first fruit, your first evidence that you have the Holy Spirit is to testify 
of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Brothers and sisters, how well are you doing that? Don't feel bad if you think you're not where you should be. Why do you think you're listening tonight? Because you and I cannot do any of the work of God. We cannot even live for God. We cannot accomplish our walk with God without the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, brother, I mean, don't I get the Holy Spirit once, once I'm born again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when if I buy a fully loaded vehicle right now, you know that little tow button? That's, that's, that's on, let's say the truck. Not everybody knows how to use the tow package. I'm sorry. Not everybody knows how to use the four wheel drive. People still call me and say, Hey man, how do I activate this thing? Likewise, you are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. It does not mean you know how to activate the power of the Holy Spirit. But the first thing you need to understand here in the scriptures is that Jesus is on his way to be murdered. He's preparing to leave the earth. And he says, I'm going to leave a helper with you. What's his name? The spirit of truth. He will abide with you forever. Listen, it's the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. And listen, we're going to get into this even more. It's so beautiful and powerful. It's, I'm falling in love with the scriptures. Listen, the Holy Spirit is who energizes us. The Holy Spirit is the only one that, that even prays in our weakness, that even causes us to reach even further, that tells us, nope, I ain't dealing with that. Nope, I'm not touching that. Nope, I'm not tasting that. Nope, I'm not handling that. Nope, I don't need that. I need Jesus. I need to keep myself pure. And I know there's a reward in it. Those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Listen, all things shall be added onto them. Listen, he's a rewarder of those that diligently, not sometimes, not a little bit, that diligently seek him. Listen, I know how to diligently do a lot of things. I diligently did more than you can imagine. I diligently backslid on God. And I am here to tell you, there is no other way but Jesus Christ. There is no other way to serve him without. We can't serve him without the Holy Spirit. Without the Spirit of God, it's impossible. Yeah, but brother, don't I get the Spirit of God? Mm -hmm. Are you testifying of Christ? Are you sharing the gospel? No, brother, I, 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 mean, I, I mean, I believed in it, but I, I don't really know it then question your salvation so that you might be challenged to know not to feel guilty i question my salvation every day not that i don't have it i know i have it but how much better can i be how much more sharper can i be god is raising up a church my brothers and sisters in these last days I want to warn you, and I'm going to tell you, and please help me, support me, so I don't fall. A lot of people are going to fall away, because listen, religion has no power to stand. God is looking for those that will have a relationship with him, 
The Holy Spirit lives and dwells inside of you. That's got to be so overwhelming to keep you from sin, looking at things you shouldn't, partaking of things that you shouldn't. The Holy Spirit is what energizes us, causes us to be a witness. He's the Spirit of truth. The Spirit of truth bears witness of the truth, not our truth. The Spirit of truth always keeps you in line with God and His Word. The spirit of truth reminds you, don't go this way, go this way. The most important thing Jesus is revealing before he dies is the helper of the Holy Spirit. I'm reminding you tonight that you have this wonderful gift. Do you know, off the top, three gifts were given for free, eternal life, healing, and the Holy Spirit. There are so many believers in the body of Christ. I don't mean this in a bad way, but they're dead with no power. I don't care what anybody says to me. We must be filled with power. The church has been sleeping and there's revival all over the world persecution all over the world and just because we're nice and comfortable here right now doesn't mean that it won't come but i'll tell you this god created you to go into the deep waters of his spirit to get lost in him my brothers and sisters God wants to teach us all things. Most of all, he wants us to testify of himself. Can you do that? If you can't, I want to pray for you tonight. Our time's going to expire here. But I plead the blood of Jesus over your life. I plead the blood of Jesus over your home, over your eyes, over your ears, over every doorway of sin that might have transpired, that the enemy might have come in over rejection, over hurt, over any pain, over any unforgiveness in the mighty name of Jesus that's caused some aches and pains, that's caused uh, some problems and in your body, in your mind, in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray for the blood of Jesus to cover you now. Satan, I command you to release your hand, not by my power, not by my name, but not by my authority, but by the name and the authority of Jesus Christ over every believer, over every person that will listen to this, over every person that believes that the power of God is touching them now. I ask 
in the mighty name of Jesus that every stronghold over your life be broken. The windows that were blocked, I ask for an open heaven over your life now that God might press down and shake and cause his blessings to run over you, to strengthen you, to equip you, to strengthen you, to be a witness for him, to strengthen you, to move and operate in the gifts that you have been called to be and to do and purpose for him. In the name of Jesus, I pray for deliverance for what you've been struggling with. It does not overcome the sacrifice and the blood of Jesus Christ. Every sin and every demon and every influence must bow in the name and presence of the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak strength over your life, wisdom over your life, understanding over your life. I speak a hunger and a thirst like never before over your life that you would revolutionize not only your, not only your walk with God, but the walk of God in others. In Jesus' name, I pray now for the fire of the Holy Spirit to come upon us, to touch us, to baptize us again, to refresh us, for an outpouring of your Spirit, so that everything of the world inside of us would burn up, and only the things of the Spirit would remain. That we would be bold for you, Jesus. That our faith would look radical. Oh, hallelujah. Father, touch us again. Father, anoint us again for what is ahead. We're no longer choosing to be comfortable. We're no longer choosing to be in the same place you found us last year. Rise up within us. Rise up, Spirit of God, and revolutionize our life. Transform our life to be what you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, I ask that you believe and only believe and watch God do amazing things. Brothers and sisters, let us rest tonight in the Lord and what he can do. He can do more with you just resting in him, believing in him, and moving out of the way. Father, I thank you for great faith that has begun. Jesus, thank you for your spirit. Overtake us and overwhelm us where we don't even recognize ourselves anymore, but we only see you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I worship you and I praise you. Hallelujah. Till next time, your neighborhood preacher loves you. Remember, stay up, stay prayed up. Talk to you soon.